Chicago's home for sports is on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago today. Welcome back to Peggy and Dion on ESPN 1000. Hey, lady! Funky. Oh, I like that, Tyler. Good job with the song. Hey, everybody, welcome in. It's Peggy and Dion on ESPN 1000 here in Chicago on a beautiful, blustery St. Patrick's Day week. I'm going to call it week because State Street in front of us is bustling. People are donning their green hats, their green leggings, their green everything for the parades because they are back now after two years with the pandemic. I'm Peggy Kaczynski. Where is Dion? Well, well, well. Looks like she's a little payback for me taking a few uh, shows <laughs> off. We have Brian Hanley sitting in in place of Dion, who is sent to spring training for ABC7 Chicago. Brian, how are you? You make it sound like a sentence. She was sent to spring training. <laughs> she she was... hopped the first flight there, didn't she? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think she was like, oh, I'm sorry, I got to go. Okay, I got to go. Yeah, I yeah, would love to be going there. That bag has been packed for 99 days. Yeah, she, she's been ready for... <laughs> it's, it is St. Patrick's Day week in Chicago, Brian. So we on this show, we like to talk about everything and sports, not just sports. So I got to ask you, from a nice Irish guy like yourself, what are your St. Patrick's Day memories of going? Did you go to the parades and stuff when you were in high school? Uh, I actually went to the parade when I was in seventh grade. We uh, decided to take what we call a ditch day. And uh, I think we ended up at the Billy Goat. And uh, <laughs> we, we were just having Coca-Cola, I believe. Um, yeah, it started early. But, yeah, once you get a couple of those uh, parades under your belt, um, you probably don't need to do too many. And and now it's just it's just on Columbus Drive. Right. It's no longer down the city. Exactly. It's just all the parades are are relegated to the to Grant Park. So kind of takes the flavor out of it. But it, you know, hearty souls are already out day drinking uh, and not shamrock shakes. They're already starting with the green beer and they dyed the river green and it might be an ice rink right now. So. But, yeah, it starts today and goes for uh, for the week, as you said. All right. So I, I'm glad you brought up the ditch day because when I was growing up, I grew up on the northwest side. I went to Immaculate Conception Grammar School, Resurrection High School. Wasn't the St. Patrick's Day parade on St. Patrick's Day no matter what day of the week it was? I believe so. That is, I believe that's absolutely correct. Yeah, because we always ditched school. That was the biggest thing was to ditch school. We would meet at And school. opening day. And open, yes. Also opening day. <laughs> exactly. They, they exactly. got to the point where my, my parents would actually write a letter, uh, a note to the schools, excusing me for opening day, which just sent the nuns like, you know, what kind of parents do you have here? And well, they had nine kids going to Catholic schools. And so they just stopped, you know, fighting us on it. And I mean, we'd hop on the CTA and switch to, to the red line and head up to Wrigley Field. And um, and some days it was cold like like today. So. We did the same thing. I used to sit in my Spanish class and have the old transistor radio with the little yep. earpiece that ran. And I would put the radio inside my desk and put the earpiece in and listen to the Cubs games or whatever games were on. I would listen to the games during my Spanish class. And then when I got to be like a junior and I was able to get out early at like one o'clock, we'd jump on the Harlem Avenue bus, take it to Jeff Park, switch over to Addison and 
catch whatever parts of the game that we could. So yeah, ditch days were huge. I don't even yes. I don't even know if my kids actually ever did ditch in high school. Well, we didn't have an open campus. I went to Fenwick, and you went to school from whatever was um, ten ten. You know, the bell rang at like a few minutes before eight, and you were in school until three with like a twenty minute lunch. So yeah, you didn't really ditch it at Fenwick because uh, there there was going to be some head slapping when you got back the next day from uh, the priest. But um, I will say that you know Sister Mary Sheila, Sister I, Mary Sheila. There, yeah, of course. And you can picture in the full penguin um, garb. <laughs> she would open the windows in the middle of winter when she, you knew she was upset. When you looked up at the windows and they were wide open, like you could push the windows out. And it was like 10 degrees. Yes. Yeah. She, she, you, you know, she was ready for you when you walked in. But she was such a Cubs fan. She, or she would turn on the, the TV, you know, roll it in on the, on the thing. Well, you know, they used to hook up the, the VCRs oh, early. Yes. But, yes. The AV team would come in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she would roll it in and we'd turn on WGN. So it, she was, she was not going to fight City Hall either. She knew we wanted to watch the baseball game. So I remember Sister Rita Marie, she was my seventh grade, was she sixth or seventh grade? I think she was a seventh grade teacher at Immaculate Conception. And um, her big thing was to always correct our grammar. And she would say, you know, we would raise her hand and say, I'm done with this test. And she would say, you are finished. You are Mm -hmm. not done. Only a piece of meat is done. (laughs) So still to this day, I, I remember Sister Rita Marie always saying that. And then the other ones would always slap us on the knuckles with the ruler if we oh. did anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, they will all do that. Uh, yeah, In first grade, think about this, first grade, Sister Mary Lucy. March- <laughs> Wait, why are they all Sister Mary something? I believe Mother Mother Mary. I, I believe that's where it comes from. Every, so Sister every Mary- single order, though, of nuns had to have Mary in it? Well, the, the nuns at St. Luke's were all Sister Mary and then their actual name. And they would, she actually marched the entire first grade class. Now, for first graders, right? First day, shut up was written in block letters on the chalkboard before we even got in to say a word. And then eventually she marched the entire class in one door of the principal's office. And it was like an L-shaped office. And we went through the to the back door and walked out and in the middle we got slapped with a with a yardstick oh my gosh sister joan mary if you got called to the principal's office she was the principal at our grammar school sister joan mary would make you memorize poems and you had to sit there until you had and it wasn't just a a limerick it was a two-page oh no it was a two-page poem (laughs) and they you would sit there all day long just trying to memorize it or else she called your parents and you'd see kids sitting in the chairs outside her office all trying to study their poems i mean it was it didn't start with something and then tuck it did it (laughs) well I don't know. They probably did back then. Yeah, but um, yeah. hey, yeah, it a is priest, a, a priest, a nun, and a, and a rabbi go into a go bar. Go into a bar. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. It is St. Patrick's Day where everybody is a little bit Irish here in Chicago. Uh, Brian Hanley joining me, Peggy Kaczynski, as Dion is at spring training covering the White Sox and the Cubs for ABC7. So, so Brian, I was trying to think of, you know, we always say everyone's a little bit Irish on St. Patrick's Day. And um, since this is a long-awaited holiday in Chicago, one of the largest uh, celebrations, so the the parades are back. 
And the downtown parade is today, which is why it's just bustling downtown here. The Northwest Side Parade in my old neighborhood of Norwood Park is also this weekend. And the South Side Irish Parade is actually the largest one. It's the first. Oh, yeah. It's the, the largest neighborhood parade outside of Dublin. It's been going on since 1953. The Southside Irish Parade is actually the first parade for St. Patrick's Day in the city of Chicago, which I did not realize that. So growing up on the northwest side, I did not realize that the Southside Irish Parade was the first parade to ever happen here. So I, I was on a float. I was on a float one year in the uh, Southside Irish Parade and just to be at that vantage point and taking it all in. Yeah. And they know how to do St. Patrick's Day parades and uh not only it's the parade, but like every house in the area has a party oh. and they just go and go and go. And I mean, you talk about fun, uh, a lot of it. So, yeah, that's uh, it's Chicago is such a big deal for St. Patrick's Day. I remember the Guinness like brewmaster, whatever his actual title was. Yeah. He would come here for the week and like make the rounds to all the radio stations and yep. stuff and show you how to pour the perfect Guinness and and. Tell, I mean, tell you exactly all, you know, everything you want to know about Guinness and, and how it started and whatever. And he would bring samples, thankfully. So that was all good. I, I have never tasted Guinness. I've never tried what? it. I know. Hello? I, I have, is, this, is this thing on? Yeah, I know, right? I know. And I'm looking at the Chicago Theater has this big on uh, um, the marquee. It says, Happy St. Patrick's Day from Guinness. All together now. And I'm embarrassed to say that I have never tried it, but I had to pour Guinness when I was doing the celebrity bartender a couple of weeks ago. um, And I did not know, like I thought, uh, everyone could pour a beer, tilt the cup, you know, you got to, you know, make sure the foam, except for Guinness, you don't tilt the cup, you keep it flat, you Mm -hmm. fill it like two thirds of the way, then you turn off the tap. You let it settle for 30 seconds, and then you refill it? Well, what is... I don't understand that. And, and I believe I was told, maybe it was the brewmaster, maybe it was a bartender at D4 after... We used to go over there after shows for an early lunch. And <laughs> the the key to the like the perfect Guinness is not only the pour and the, the perfect amount of head on the, on the Guinness, but the lines have to be clean. You have to make sure the, the dedicated lines to the Guinness are always clean i don't Why? know what that entails purity i assume i i don't know i just enjoy i don't ask too many questions yeah 30 <laughs> seconds wait can be you know seem like 30 minutes while you're waiting for that to settle it know? sounds like we might have to make a stop at a break and go pick up some guinness <laughs> right get a little rowdy for the last half hour of the show how about if anyone's heading downtown to the parade and you're walking down state street can you can you bring us a guinness so that i can at least try it and i can say I've all together it? now yeah i all know together now I, i'm not afraid to beg i'm not afraid to ask for a freebie like that um i was also thinking brian of irish athletes who are irish and um because everybody is a little bit irish today there are some athletes that people wouldn't realize are actually a little bit irish so throughout the show today i want you to think about your favorite athletes who are irish or doesn't even have to be a favorite athlete it could be any athlete uh that you think of and uh we're going to take the phone calls as well you guys you know where are you headed today are you headed to any pubs you got a favorite place you like are you watching the south side irish parade are you going to be downtown chicago are you heading to norwood park tomorrow uh give us a call 312-332-377 
312-332-3776. That's 312-332-3776. You can listen to us on the ESPN 1000, 100.3 HD2, and also the ESPN Chicago app as well. It's Peggy Kaczynski, Brian Hanley, sitting in for Dion on Peggy and Dion right here on ESPN 1000. Welcome back to Peggy and Dion on 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. Oh, that State Street, our great street is bustling, Brian. I just can't believe I have not seen this many people downtown in forever. I love seeing how busy this is. Uh, Brian Hanley is sitting in for Dion Miller. She is on her way to spring training and will join us in the afternoon, uh, 12.15-ish. We should hear from Dion as um, she sets foot at spring training. But in the meantime, it's Brian Hanley, Peggy Kaczynski for Peggy and Dion. And uh, I love that St. Patrick's Day parades are back. I love it. But I got to tell you, this coincides with spring break for a lot of schools, which is probably why it's so busy. And Brian, if I can get through this show without any more text messages from my son, <laughs> who is trying to get to Florida for spring break, then um, this will be a miracle. Uh, my son, Jason, is a, a student at UT Austin, and he is... Nice. Yeah, he's trying to get from Austin to Florida, and their flight yesterday was canceled in Austin. They got rebooked onto a flight last night at 9 p.m. So they spent about eight hours at the airport, uh, rebooked to a connection in Atlanta, got into Atlanta at 1 a.m. So I found him a hotel room and 1 a.m., then 6.30 up again, back to the Atlanta airport and only to find out their flight to Baltimore was canceled. And they would thus miss the connecting Baltimore. flight. I know there was a, it, this is Atlanta what, to Baltimore. That's exactly what they were doing. And that's, that is what the airline did. They sent them to a connecting flight to Baltimore, uh, to then connect to Fort Myers, Florida. I mean, it was crazy. So then this morning, they were going crazy because their flight got canceled this morning. There's a hundred people in line as they try to rebook, and they were finally able to rebook for a flight tonight. And they're not going to get you, in until uh, three a.m. Did you did you uh, partake in spring break in Florida back in the day? You know, I I didn't have the money, so my parents were not going to pay for me to go to spring break, but. I'm embarrassed to say my freshman year at SIU Carbondale, we went to South Padre Island in Texas, and I used my loan money for school. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, it was, it was, I had to do it. Everybody else was doing it, right? Sure. So, well, I, look, I had no money either, and I was at Marquette, and the first time, the only time we went down, um, we used to, you know, Marquette actually used to make the tournament every year. So we would, we would drive to whatever NCAA regional site if it was realistic, you know, to get there in time to watch Marquette. But I think uh, maybe sophomore year, about seven, um, six of my friends and myself, we all got in some guy's, you know, family old beat up station wagon <laughs> that he had at school. Yeah, and we drove nonstop from Milwaukee down to Fort Lauderdale. 
And that car was pretty ripe by the time we were like, you know, <laughs> getting to Georgia, if you know what I mean. And that we had like sleeping bags in the back, you know, the back seat was folded down so people could sleep when they weren't driving and we just rotate drivers. And, and so once we, I, I'd never been to Florida. Once we crossed the Georgia, Florida border, I thought we were, I thought we were there, you know, and there's like another seven or eight hours to get from, from there <laughs> down to Fort Lauderdale. And so I thought, you know, it was a little tight with seven guys in the station wagon. Then we get to a motel on the strip in Fort Lauderdale. And I, by the second night, there might have been 20 people in one hotel room sleeping in chairs on the floor in the oh bathtub. Oh, my gosh. To the point where on the next night, I, I went and slept in the car. And, uh, I mean, you, you, couldn't, you couldn't move in that room. And it was... <laughs> And then I put sunscreen on my entire body, except I forgot the top tops of my feet. Oh, and I had like third, third degree burns. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, again, it, it was, but, but uh, I, I'm trying to remember who was um, so one other Marquette person and I won the uh, free throw contest at whatever's that legendary bar down there. It's still there um, right at the corner, like in the main, I have to think of that, but you know, needless to say, it was more of a drinking game than it was a free throw game. Oh, so uh, I, I, I'm sure it was also all the wet t-shirt contests too, right? No, I, I yeah, 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 that was, yeah. yeah, it was craziness everywhere. Yeah. yeah. When I saw those, that's the first time I had ever experienced all that. I mean, listen, everyone, MTV was just starting when yep. we were in college. And to actually have video and see these, what was going on at these spring breaks, it was crazy. It was like, what? You know, all the, the drinking games and everything they're doing in, in the pools. And I had never seen anything like that. But I will say when I got there... And they had the wet T-shirt contests and all that. I was uncomfortable. I was just like, okay, yeah, no, this is this this is not my me at all. But the drinking part, yeah, I could do that part. Yeah, we. I mean, we could do that up in Milwaukee because I had a a, a friend down the hall in my dorm, and he would make kamikaze shots. And uh, we saw, I think it was Mash. They would play checkers with shots and like every time you jumped up, you had to take a shot. I mean, that was, you, you didn't need to drive 27 hours to, to have an excuse to drink. You know, you could just do that in Milwaukee if you want to spend spring break there. <laughs> Those are the, the drinking games. Oh my gosh. I remember running into when I, I, what was, oh, when I first got to Chicago, when I came back home and I was working at CLTV, Chicagoland TV, um, you know, I was so raw, so new. They hired me, and I remember the news director saying, uh, you know, you don't have any experience, you know, but if you talk sports the way you talk around people off the air, then, you know, you might have a future. And so I thought, oh, okay, this is good. He goes, talk like you're in a bar. Talk like you're, you're, you're learning sports in a bar. And I thought... Well, that's pretty much where I learned to talk about sports was Tommy's on Higgins on the Northwest side. So I'm like, that's not a problem for me. But I ran into these guys, Brian, that and I thought of this because you were talking about drinking games. I ran into these guys at a, a bar when I was uh, this was probably 15, 20 years ago, whatever. And uh, they were talking and they were talking about, oh, did you see have you seen that that chick? Peggy on CLTV, and I'm sitting right next to them. Oh my! Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and they're talking about me, and oh, she sucks. Oh my God, she's terrible. You know, she doesn't know anything. And uh, I turn around and I go, Yeah. I go, 
you think she's that bad, huh? And they're like, oh, my gosh. We have a drinking game. Every time she makes a mistake, we all do shots in our apartment. And I looked at them, and I put $5 on the table on the bar, and I said, here, your next shot's on me. And I left, and I walked out, and I said... I became a drinking game in Chicago early in my career. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but... Were they clued in after no. we had the conversation? No. Nope. No. No. Wow. Yeah. That's happened before. That's happened before. My, uh, I've had, whenever I hear people talk about me, and then they don't recognize me in person, I'll say, um, oh, do, do you like her? And they'll say, yeah, not really. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it happens all the time. All the time. But anyways, I digress. When was the last time you were at Tommy's? Is it still there? It's still there. It's still there. Uh, Tommy's on Higgins was where we used, I mean, my whole neighborhood. That was where that that was where I actually kissed my first Irish guy who was from Ireland. <laughs> now that I think <laughs> of it. <laughs> That was a long time ago, but it is still there. It was there. on St. Patrick's Day, too, that that kiss happened, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that, yes. Sure, why not? Ex- yeah, exactly. But it, Tommy's on Higgins is still there. Uh, our neighborhood on the northwest side, huge Irish. A lot of people ask, I, I am Irish. I'm a quarter Irish. Uh, my mom's last name was Scholes, which is German, but her, her mother's name is Shay. So uh, thus I named my son after my mother's maiden name, Shay. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah so I am a quarter Irish. Are you are you a hundred percent Irish? Pretty close. I think there's some Scottish in there. Yeah, I never quite understand the whole Scottish and Irish. When when you look up about Irish food, how come it's always like Scottish egg comes up and Scottish sausage and stuff like that? See, I've never had either one of those, and I think I'll probably go to my grave having not had either one of those. Um, yeah, you've never I'm, had a Scottish egg. No. Uh, what, what, what's what? It's what is it? What's it all about? I, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, I've had it. See, only- if you can't describe it, yeah. that's probably why I didn't have it. Yeah, yeah. No, my my husband was on a kick for a while where he kept ordering it. They uh, a place that we went to a lot always had it on the menu, so he was always ordering it. But after a while, we were both like, "Yeah, I don't think this is such a good." I idea. haven't had haggis either, isn't that? Scottish oh, oh, okay. That I think I'm. I that could make me throw up. I think I know what that is. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Because I don't. I do believe. I think it's stomach lining or something. Oh, God. I don't know which animal, but they went without a stomach. It's probably sheep, right? Yeah, you're probably right. It's probably sheep. And then a nice. I remember remember being being in Ireland on the uh, West Coast in uh, County Connemara, and you had to keep keep getting out of the car and chewing the sheep off the road. And. (laughs) They were like spray painted. There was a little dot. I guess that was how they could tell whose sheep was whose so they could get back home after they were just wandering around the roadsides. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Oh, my gosh. Well, I promise you guys we are going to start talking sports. I keep getting diverted thinking about some other things. Uh, we'll ask you guys as well who your favorite uh, Irish-American athlete is. Let's talk some bears when we come back, Brian, because there is a lot going on between 
NFL and Major League Baseball. We've got free agency in both sports. Uh, it's it's going to be crazy. Not a lot of people are really happy with what's going on at 1920 Hallis Drive. And uh, I'm going to find out what, how you think about that and what Ryan Poles is doing. And we'll take your phone calls as well. 312-332-3776. Are you angry at the moves the Bears are making? Or do you understand why Ryan Poles is doing what he is doing? It's Peggy and Brian Hanley on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Okay, we're all in Now back to Peggy and Dion. This is ESPN 1000. Chicago celebrating St. Patrick's Day a little early with the downtown parade back along Columbus Drive. The Chicago River dyed green, and we are seeing lots of great outfits for St. Patrick's Day walking by our first Midwest Bank studios here on State Street. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Peggy Kaczynski, joined by Brian Hanley here as Dion is in spring training. How lucky for her. I'm wearing my green. I have my green knockoff Ugg boots, which are not Uggs. That's why I said knockoff. Uh, that only only a, a Polsky Irish girl like me could get on Poshmark, nice and cheap. And my leggings, Brian, I don't know if you saw my leggings. My leggings are actually St. Patrick himself. So being a good Catholic girl, I my leggings are of the saint. Uh, so I'm dressed in my St. Patrick's gear. Yeah. What, what were the odds that you and I were going to wear the same thing? <laughs> I bet you look better than I do in them. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't pull off the Uggs like I used to. It, huh? it, it was cold walking from Union Station to the studios this morning. It was cold. Yeah. And I'm looking at all these people all bundled up. And the only thing you can really wear that people can see is, you know, the neckwear and the glasses. And sometimes there's like, this is a great green unicorn walking by with his unicorn daughter. It's, it's adorable. But I have these green leggings on and it is when they're cheap, they're cold. And it was cold, even with my parka on. So it was, oh my lord! We gotta get Danny Zetterman to give you a few more dollars for the for the for the effort, so you can get the original uh, leggings you. and Uggs. Yeah, we, we're we're trying to go for one of those uh, 154 million dollar contract deals that uh, everyone seems to be getting in sports these days. But uh, I don't think they're going to bite for that. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, yeah, so I'm, I, I want to get to the. I want to get to the point where I'm like Tom Ricketts and I can spend three to four billion on a soccer team to go along with my baseball team. Uh-oh. Are you one of those guys that's mad that he's putting money towards them, towards a soccer team no, and not towards I mean, his baseball team? Well, I mean, well, no, that just tells you that don't cry to me and tell you how much money you're not, you haven't made the last two years and you can't pay anybody. Yeah. You know? Apparently you can and you do, so... Well, speaking of getting paid, NFL free agency is going to open up this week, and it's going to be crazy already. Will the Bears be signers? Because right now they are dealers. What a week it's been for them. The first move that Ryan Poles makes is to trade Khalil Mack to the Chargers. That was pretty shocking. Then they will release Tariq Cohen. And Eddie Goldman as well. What was your reactions, Brian, when you uh, when you saw the news of the these moves Ryan Poles was making? Well, I remember last week, uh, you know, Twitter was debating 
what do you do with Khalil Mack? And I, from everything I saw, most Bears fans are like, you're out of your mind if you trade Khalil Mack. It, it's, you won't get enough in return. You have to use dead cap money. He's the best player you got. You've got a defensive-minded head coach. So, you know, end of conversation. And the first move that Ryan Poles makes is to to ship him and to the Chargers. And guess what? You don't get a whole lot back. No. But, I mean, for what you gave up and, uh, you know, he had one great year. And unfortunately, the guy showed up every week until he got here last year. He had some injury issues and couldn't be on the field all the time. But to get a second-round pick back tells you Ryan Poles doesn't care. He's blowing this thing up. And I was, I was joking with Mark Zander last Sunday as we got talking about tattoos. And he, Mark has a, a few, I guess, um, and I've never had a tattoo, but I, I made a joke that I probably shouldn't have gotten the Tariq Cohen tattoo because it looked like he was going to be out the door. And we'll chase one of our, our great listeners and Twitter followers like, you have a Tariq Cohen tattoo? And I'm like, no, no, I was kidding. I was kidding. Of all the tattoos I was going to get in the world, no Tariq Cohen. And now guess what? No Tariq Cohen. And so, yeah, the Eddie Goldman gone, and it probably doesn't stop there. So no. we'll, we'll see how but. Wasting no time and getting the broom going. Well, you you have to realize that they're not going to win next year, right? So why would you take on the dead cap space that you would have? Well, the dead cap space is going to hurt them anyways. Why would you take yeah, on take the cap on. space for next year with Khalil Mack when you yeah. know you're not going to win? So it's it's maybe they're only saving, what, $6 million this year on him? But next year they would have had to pay him $23 million. So it's really about next year and building. This is like the Cubs. You just have to accept the fact that they need to start over. And they don't have a lot to work with right now. So why are you trying to hang on to a guy that by the time you want to get rid of him in two years, he might just be too old? And Eddie Goldman, too. I mean, he's going to make eight million. he was going to make $8 million this year. So you eat that cap hit. And, you know, he wasn't available. He opted out because of COVID. And, you know, you, you just you got to blow this thing up. And. You know, it's it's like Kyle Davidson's doing with the Blackhawks. So unlike Jed Hoyer, who doesn't want to use the rebuilds not in his vocabulary, and shame on any of us who use it when we think about the Cubs. But Kyle Davidson said, yep, it's a rebuild, and I won't be foolish enough to tell you how long it's going to take because I don't know. And Ryan Poles, I mean, anyone paying attention knows that he's got a lot of heavy lifting to do. Yeah. And it's a not, not a one-off season fix by any stretch of the imagination. Exactly. Danny Trevathan is uh, rumored to be next. Uh, that'll save another $3 million. Uh, Nick Foles, if they, if they can find a buyer for him. You know, we, we were saying that the Mitch Trubisky sweepstakes were going really high a week ago. And then Deshaun Watson, you know, ends up being available uh, as uh, he... How about that? that? That was quite shocking, actually. Um, but you... Just have to believe in the legal system. So uh, now just so on Watson is available. Know. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. The grand jury in Houston did not indict Deshaun Watson after a police investigation. He still has 22 civil suits, the same lawyer representing all the women who have alleged that uh, he assaulted them during massages and such. Um, and the league still has to to figure out whether indicted or not. What you know is he available immediately? And and as great a talent as he is, and you're in a front office, you want to understand. Do you, you know? Do you bring him and make a trade for him? What do you offer up for him? And do you bring him in and and have to stand at a podium and introduce him and say, well, you know, there was nothing illegal here, but he's. 
I can't believe he's not going to write a check or two uh, oh. in a lot of those lawsuits, right? Absolutely. That's exactly what's going to happen. They're, they're going to try to salvage his, not just his career, because he's going to be available to play, but his reputation as well. And that's the easiest way to do it is to write a check. Okay, there's a group of people walking by with their pong table. Right? Is that that's for beer oh, pong? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Walking by, six of them carrying the table so that they have wow. somewhere. That is that's serious. <laughs> that is those are professional. That is all time Not, dedication, right? Right? There. Yeah. And, yeah. You don't fool with those people. And Brian, earlier there was a guy walking by in a with a backpack, and he had a small keg of beer in the backpack with the hose running along the front, so he could fill up his beer as he was walking. I mean, it's ingenious. Only he was only, just filling. Wait, he was just filling his beer. He wasn't gonna like. He's, he was, he's a, not a giver. He wasn't no, just helping people. He, on the, he was by himself. He was walking. A pony by, keg. Oh, well, it had to be smaller than I mean, a pony keg, right? Because a pony keg is still pretty big. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, maybe it was just for the exercise. You yeah. Know, you just get work on your your shoulders and your posture where you carry your own keg of beer around. It, this is it's, it. Just cracks me up because people are just. It's like they're expected to drink and drink heavily for the St. Patrick's oh. Day parade. And now the Guinness mascot is walking down State Street directly across from our first Midwest Bank studios. He's bringing you the Guinness. You asked. I was going to say oh, maybe they've the got window. some samples. Come over here. Yeah. The bag. Pipe players are with the Guinness mascot. Oh, my gosh. This is great. I, I love the energy that everyone is bringing. Um, we're going to keep talking about the Bears moves. Uh, Tom, hang on in Oaklawn. I know we're going to get to you when we come back. We want to talk about whether or not you're happy with what Ryan Poles is doing and who could be next on that Bears roster to go. It's Peggy and Brian Hanley. Give us a call. 312-332-3776. ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Peggy and Dion. ESPN 1000. Peggy and Brian Hanley on ESPN 1000 as Dion Miller is heading to spring training to cover baseball. Yes, it's back. She will be there for ABC7, her real job. This is our fake job where we just come in here and have fun on the weekends. Uh, thank you guys for joining us, as always. Lots of people downtown getting ready to go to the St. Patrick's Day Parade downtown Chicago. It's back after a two-year hiatus due to the pandemic. Brian Hanley is sitting in for Dion today. And uh, Brian, who, who's your favorite Irish-American athlete? Boy, I'd have to give that some thought. But when you're thinking about that, you can realize it was I was sitting in the studio two years ago today when the COVID crisis became officially a pandemic. Ugh. And we actually broke the news on the air that and, and none of us really. I mean, we in the abstract, we knew what a pandemic was, but I wasn't around for the Spanish flu. So <laughs> I'm old, but not that old. Right. But I mean, I, it was just like you couldn't wrap your, your head around. That, that the World Health Organization had just declared it's a pandemic, and within a week, life you know life changed for everyone. And yeah. these last two years seem like twenty, right? It's un- unbelievable. It really so. It's is. great to see today people you know, and and your son seeing it on the twelve flights he's taken to Florida. <laughs> 
people <laughs> people want to get out and people want to travel and they want to celebrate and they want to be around people and, and Tommy's on Higgins has probably got a line out the door <laughs> and and no matter how cold it is people are not going to let I mean the guy with the pony keg or the he, he wasn't going to be detoured today right no, no. I know it's beautiful. People are, they have smiles on their faces and it is cold. It is frigid cold. I, I read this morning, it's like 30 degrees colder than the average temperature for the parade in downtown Chicago. So it has not stopped people. They are still here, uh, excited, dressed in their green. Someone just went by in their green pajama bottoms, which I love. Uh, everyone's in the spirit. Everyone is a little bit Irish today. I would say that my, uh, just off the top of my head when I was trying to think of Irish athletes, I thought of right away Danica Patrick. I, I don't wow, know. Yeah. Sure. Just, I just thought right away because of the names, you're always trying to come up with the different Irish names. I thought, oh, wait a second. Danica Patrick is Irish, right? Do, so, Do you think Aaron Rodgers uh, is in that fan club? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> All right, you're, the better question is, is Danica Patrick in Aaron Rodgers' fan yeah. club? <laughs> Touche. That's exactly, that's spot on right there. But yeah. I'm surprised that he, I heard a lot of different languages uh, being spoken today between the train at Union Station to State Street, and they were all dressed in their Irish gear, and I don't think any of them were speaking Gaelic. So I love the fact that everybody is a little bit Irish when Chicago celebrates St. Patrick's Day. Would you believe that Derek Jeter is Irish. Really? Yeah. His mom is oh, Irish. Okay. Yep. All right. And I'm trying to say some of these are pretty Lance Armstrong, of course, but you know, shame, yeah. shame. Yeah. Yeah, not on my list. Yeah, no. Thank you. Exactly. Uh, well, of course, Tommy Brady. Tommy. Tommy Brady, one of the, the biggest Irish-American athletes. And uh, Jason Kidd is also Irish. His mother is also Irish. Uh, there's so many Irish athletes. Um, I mean, you think immediately of John McEnroe and uh, Kevin McHale. You know, those come to mind right away. Old school, yeah. That's yeah, Those are the old school. But I don't think of as many. And there's a lot of boxers that are Irish. You know, I, of course, everyone always thinks of Conor McGregor himself. But um, I, he's just, that's one crazy guy. Um, <laughs> but in terms of uh, newer yeah, younger athletes. I don't. I, I. I'm not coming up with any. So, anyways, um, we were talking Bears as well, Brian, and we were talking about what the Bears did this week in trading Khalil Mack and um, releasing Tariq Cohen, a fan favorite, and Eddie Goldman, who, as you explained, uh, sat out during the COVID season, came back last year, um, ended up on the the COVID list. Did not live up to the, his potential. And let's not forget, they're going back to a 4-3 defense. So he doesn't really fit in the defense that they'll be playing uh, with the, the new coaching staff anyways. So who is next for the Bears? Danny Trevathan? What about Eddie Jackson? Uh, there's lots of guys that could be Yeah, next. I think Eddie Jackson uh, is worn out as welcome here. I mean, once he signed the big contract, he seemed to forget you're supposed to earn that money as well. It'll be interesting to see how they reshape this offensive line because that's like imperative for Justin Fields to pro to progress uh, moving forward. And it'll be interesting to see how some of their these guys aren't marquee free agents, but they're unrestricted. You'll get a sense to see if these guys want to be part of of sticking around the Bears, or you know that they they've made a good enough name that they can choose which team they might want to go to. And it'll be interesting to see like. Lyle Nichols, whether he wants to stick around. Here's a fifth-round pick who 
has been a very serviceable uh, guy for for the Chicago Bears, right? With in terms of tackles and pressuring quarterbacks and tackles for loss, he's going to have a, a few teams interested in him. And you would think back in the day, there's a guy who just want to stay with the team he knows, but that might give you a commentary on, on you know whether guys want to be part of this or they they want a fresh start somewhere else. Yeah, and Ryan Poles even said that the other offensive line, quite obviously, but. You really need a good veteran wide receiver that oh. a young quarterback can rely on as well. And once free agency gets going crazy this week, Allen Robinson could actually be back. So it'll be interesting. We do can, have. I, can you, do you think so? You uh, think, he could um, be. It all depends. Yeah, it all depends yeah. if anyone else, if another team signs him. I know there's a lot of talk about Indianapolis, but if someone else signs him, okay, obviously not. But he, the wide receiver market, is going to thin out really quick. Now, it's really good in the draft, but where's that veteran, reliable wide receiver that Ryan Poles thinks a young quarterback like Justin Fields should have? I mean, they're not going to you get know, him. Alan Robinson, he, you know, he still thinks he should be paid uh, elite money, and he'll probably argue that in this offense under Matt Nagy, he had no chance to put up good numbers because of the quarterback carousel and dysfunction, and, and all that's probably accurate. But I think he's going to be kind of surprised and not in a good way uh, of how much money he's not going to get on the free agent market. So he might come back. I, I but, but he, he seems to be very, um, you know, uh, the, the, the feelings are a little stressed there between Allen Robinson and the Chicago bears, whether it's a new regime or not. Something happened that they're not talking about something happened that neither side wants to admit uh, who was at fault for their, a, a, a strange kind of behind the scenes breakup between them, but it was clearly obvious on the field, whether it was the play calling that was not towards Allen Robinson or Allen Robinson just not being on the same page as, as Justin Fields. Uh, that was clear. But, Brian, some of these websites have Allen Robinson as one of the top 10 available free agents this offseason. So let's see if teams agree with that or not. I mean, there's a that that would be shocking to me if he does get the money that he thinks he's he is worth. Um, yeah. But all right. So we've got Tom and Oaklawn. Hang on the phone lines. When we come back, we promise you we are going to talk more about the Bears and free agents. Do you like what Ryan Poles did? Do you understand why he did it? Who is next? And are you willing to wait two, three years before the Bears start winning again? I don't know. Bears fans might be very upset about that. He's Brian Hanley. I'm Peggy Kaczynski. This is Peggy and Brian on ESPN Chicago.